0: Welcome to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast where we believe that healthy cash flow is critical for your IT business, automation is paramount and building trust with your clients by looking professional will help grow your business. I'm your host Ryan Goodman and today you'll learn about some profound struggles related to owning and growing an IT services franchise business and how Dan Shapiro from Team Logic IT overcomes them.
1: For us it's how do you take work from home or cybersecurity as a go-to-market and then package it that up in a franchise model so we'll go through everything from what are the tools what are the systems who are the vendors what training is required we'll think all that through on behalf of the couple hundred locations and then we communicate that out and train on it and after about 101 times you know we get it right here
0: is the podcast with dan Well, hey everybody, Ryan Goodman here, president of Connect Booster. I am lucky enough to be joined by Dan Shapiro, the president of Team Logic IT. Dan, I said your last name right? Did I or did I not? Did a I great not? job. That's right.
1: right. Despite all the all the spellos in there from the customs bureau, you did a fantastic job. <laughs> ha- happy to be here, Ryan.
0: I I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, prior to our recording, we were talking about their busy week and the success that their organization has been seeing. So again, it just means that much more. Thank you for uh, thank you for spending the time.
1: My pleasure.
0: So, we know. I mean, you're you're a veteran of the uh, IT services industry uh, and the MSP uh, services industry, and I would love to just get a little bit of of your story and how did you land here as the president of of team logic it
1: well i appreciate you calling me a veteran Uh, i think jay McBain once called me a barnacle of the it services (laughs) industry so much rather much rather be be the the veteran you know um i've been doing it or i should say technology startups most of my career uh we were talking earlier in fargo and I uh, used to work with a company that was a competitor to Great Plains, an anchor tech company in your community, right. a company called Platinum Software Corporation. And you know, over the years, I always um, had a finger in one technology or another. There's a company called Vicinity that did wound up being Microsoft Maps today. Another company called Avamar that's part of EMC in the business continuity space. And it's always always a career in in technology. Well, Oh, back in about 2004, three guys in a in a Dodge Caravan pulled up to. Uh, I was at a hotel in in uh, Hilton in San Jose, California. Okay. It was a Yahoo 10th anniversary party. Now that I mentioned, and it was the guys from Kaseya. And the door opens up, and they just say, "Get in." So I get in. They, I was expecting to meet these guys, but I didn't expect it to seem like a, a hijack. So I uh, <laughs> got, in the, got in the back and we went to a pizza parlor and we put together um, uh, put together a, a program where I helped them grow the business. And uh, uh, that was back in 2004 and eventually came on board with a company as, in charge of global marketing and eventually uh, was responsible for bringing their software as a service uh, platform to market that accounts for uh, most of uh, most of their clients today. Well, it just happened to be that uh, Team Logic also was a Cassaic customer, and the founder of our franchise guy by the name of Chuck Lennon. Mm-hmm. The two of us met at a Comptia. Uh, board meeting we both were uh, brand new board members we flew out on the same plane together we somehow recognized that we must both be in the same industry by some logo on each other's backpack or whatever and yeah and you know uh we we lived in the same little town so we just always kept in in contact and then oh, over the years chuck and you know chuck decided that he was going to move back east and i got this phone call out of the blue that uh uh, he wanted to know if I'd be interested in taking on this role. And here I am today. That was two and a half years ago from, cool. you know, the back of the, the Chrysler minivan to here here at uh, Team Logic IT, one of, uh, one of the world's largest managed service providers and just happy to be on that roller coaster all along the way.
0: That's an awesome story. And Dan, I would say I would not just give out a general recommendation of hey, always jump in that van. But I think we're all glad you did
1: that day. Yeah, <laughs> at that point in time, right? Defied all my, everything my mom ever told me not to right? do, and right, yeah, yeah. And here I am, dude. That's awesome. That is that is such a great story. That is that is cool.
0: Um, so, Team Logic IT, if you could if you could give you know all of us listening today you know a hundred thousand foot view of what you guys are, I know we'd all appreciate that a ton.
1: Yeah so we we're, we're a nationwide IT managed service provider so everything we do is based on the managed services model whether it's cloud uh, mm-hmm. uh IT service or whether it's uh cybersecurity solutions so you know, we we, we uh, bake that into you know fully managed flat fee subscription based service for primarily small to medium businesses. So our sweet spot would be companies with about uh, 30 employees, you know, so we're not the big, big client base, but we definitely don't go after the small office, uh, home office either. Although we sure. are seeing, and we do have some uh, national accounts on board. We Now that we have over 200 locations uh, nationwide, we can do boots on the ground or supplemental IT or, uh, provide support for, with our platform to IT organizations where they might have a undergunned. Who doesn't have an undergunned IT shop these days? So right. you know that that's a little bit about the market. I mean, we're across most industry verticals, uh, uh, whether as business services, architecture, construction, engineering, could be creative services, health services, financial accounting, manufacturing, distribution, not for profit. Um, they, you know, there's probably not a, a problem we've seen a company in industry we haven't supported and, you know, a, a problem we haven't fixed along the way.
0: Well, and I'm sure there's just so much power in that franchise model and being able to share, um, those, uh, those experiences amongst franchisees.
1: Well, I'm, I'm particularly proud of our network and their ability to go do that. They operate kind of like an extended family. And hmm. so, uh, just uh, this week, as as many of the listeners might remember, that uh, Microsoft bestowed upon us uh, an update to Outlook, and you know, crashed. I don't know if you, unless you were a Mac user running on a <laughs> Surface Tab, you couldn't get access to your email. And our Bay Area uh, owners consortium—they have a little kind of like a meet-up group, and they email back and forth with one right. another. They had. Uh, I solved the problem, I root cause, solved the problem and automated the resolution for one another inside of about an hour, probably about two hours before Microsoft announced on their bulletin board that they had it fixed. Just an example yeah. uh, of you know, the power of the network.
0: Man, talk about a great case study right there. I mean, boom.
1: Right there. Yeah. And we you know we joke and say, well, thank you, Microsoft gave us something <laughs> to do. It's a good way for us to show value out to our clients, right?
0: Heck yeah. Heck Yeah. So franchise, my mind as a layman goes, oh, McDonald's, oh, burger, and, and sure. other models, right? Um, and you guys are a franchise in the MSP community. How does, how does that work inside of the MSP community?
1: Well, for for us, it works it works really well, and I think that there's a, a couple couple things you need to understand about franchising, and then understand about our franchise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, franchising is a regulated ind- industry, and uh, it takes a lot to support a, a brand, uh, just as far as uh, compliance with the regulations and how we how we would normally do business as a franchise network. Now, we're a soft what we would call a soft franchise because. Partly because we're business to business, but partly because uh, in the IT world, you know, you, if somebody just made a big investment in a firewall, um, maybe that's not our standard. You can't say no. You have to, you have to roll up your sleeves and and support it. So in that right. regard, we're what I would call a soft franchise. Now, you know, if you you think of franchising, you might think of something you know, hospitality or retail related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with nationally advertised pricing. And yeah, that's not the way that we know managed services doesn't really work that way. So instead of setting the fryer to three minutes or uh, uh, cross-selling a Happy Meal to the or Impossible Burger, that yeah. type of a thing for us, it's uh, how do you take work from home or cybersecurity as a, as a go-to-market and then package that up in a franchise and a franchise model? So we'll go through um, everything from what are the tools, what are the systems, who are the vendors, what training is required, uh, what, how do we support it in the long run. Even if there's a SKU that you want to have in your PSA, your professional services app for tracking the revenue, we'll think all that through on behalf of the couple hundred locations. And then we communicate that out and and train on it. And after about a hundred and one times, you know, we get it get it uh, get it right. So um, yeah. So for example, cybersecurity, we knew that not every company could afford afford the uh, NIST framework, so we had to mm-hmm. package it up. What would a thirty-person company need? And you know, we ha- already had pretty good level of uh, perimeter protection in our managed service offering to begin with, but we recognize employee was the weakest link. So we bundled up employee and branded employee awareness training and a few other ongoing monitoring, dark web monitoring, and a couple other archiving and encryption things that you couldn't get out of bed to go sell, you know, but if you bundle them all together, you could maybe price it or package it at a, um, at a higher level in the market, or at least Rest well at night knowing that you've done what you can to right. protect your clients from the bad guys. So, you know, we put that together, then we put together a marketing system behind it. So, whether it's pay per click or whether it is uh, landing pages, videos on the website, collateral that's required, we even, for cybersecurity as an example, put together uh, a, an employee awareness poster that you can put out in the lunchroom. So, all of that good stuff. Um, to support the go-to-market, so yeah, it's a, how it's maybe a little bit different than putting a little a little sign up at the counter that says "Would you like an apple pie with your Big Mac?" or <laughs> you know, run a jingle and hope it drives demand. It's a little bit different in the managed services industry for sure.
0: Well, and you really did an awesome job of like hitting two questions in a row there because my next was you know you know what do your franchisees get out of that relationship, and you just nailed it. And I think. Um, it's it's uh it's really cool to see that model, you know, drive down through. Cause I think anyone looking to scale a business, <laughs> they're they're trying to put those things together and, and you just laid out, hey guys, here's a roadmap,
1: you know. Well, you know, and you can do that on your own as a managed service provider. Don't get me wrong, right? You could go out and find a marketing toolkit and you can go out and join a peer Mm -hmm. group and you can, you know, talk to the vendor who's got the platform with all the brandable assets and all of that. And that, you know, part of it will take time, but the, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we do it all for our franchisees. I really feel the secret sauce in there is unlike a peer group, you know, all of our franchisees operate under this, with the same platform, Mm -hmm. with the same brand and identity, with the same, marketing system, but they also have defined territories. So where you might have global domination in mind as a managed service provider, our franchisees recognize that they're part of this extended family and they're already part of that national network. So they really work with one another well, like an extended fam- family would. And I would say over the last uh, you know, three or four months, that's really kept the positive energy and that vibe going in our network. We supported one another. We cared for one another. We were concerned about one another all the way through. We kept the, it was our job to keep the conversation going and the communications channels open. uh, But it was their job to share their stories and their passion and their enthusiasm. And, you know, our typical franchisee, you know, they're coming out of corporate America. Mm -hmm. Some way always wanted to run their own, business and they opened up a franchise and uh it could have been a pizza shop or an ace hardware store but it turned out to be you know a, a team logic and many of them have you know have it backgrounds to begin with so sure it's a high caliber group of uh franchisees and like i said they care about each other like family and it's that's our value system internally and that just goes a long long way
0: yeah that's that's awesome Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here, president at Connect Booster and your host for this fine podcast. We want to take a quick break from our episode and thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you, so thank you for sticking with us on this adventure. We also want to thank Dan for joining us on today's episode. You can find out more about Dan and Team Logic IT at TeamLogicIT.com. Dan has given us a lot of fantastic information about his success with owning and being a part of an IT business franchise organization. And there's a lot more coming after this break. If you want to learn more about Team Logic IT and their services, give them a call, send an email, throw a carrier pigeon if you have to. They want to help you out. Before we get back to the episode, we want to let you know all the ways you can find us online, starting with connectbooster.com slash podcast. That's where all our new episodes go up first. So if you want to listen right away, check out connectbooster.com slash podcast and sign up for a podcast email list. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google as well. So subscribe to our channel or find us on your favorite podcast platform, and they'll let you know when new episodes are ready to listen to. If you want to connect with us or be a guest on the podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll point you in the right direction. Lastly, if you like the podcast, tweet about it using the hashtag ITConfessions. We don't pay to promote the show, so sharing the show is the best way to let us know how you like it. Thanks again for listening to the confessions of an IT business owner. We'll get back to the podcast and talk to you soon. Um, I'm going to get uh, a little bit in the weeds with you here on my next question, sure. but I think it's of interest, you know, for for people that are listening to this, I, and and I have to imagine it's a question that they're asking, you know, if someone's interested in having a conversation with you and your team, you know, what type of commitments do they make to you guys as, as the franchisor? I mean, is that, uh, you know, I'm sure there's contractual commitments? Are there certain growth commitments? What does that look like as a, as a framework for someone brand new coming on board?
1: Yeah. So if, if I had, if I could share all those deals with uh, details with you, I would have to what's called disclose <laughs> you uh, because we I, are a regulated industry. And then it is, it's a, it's a, it's a document about yay, yay yeah. thick. And that's our commitment to the franchisee as well as their commitment to, to us. So it includes things like, uh, you know, commitment to investing in marketing, for mm-hmm. an example. Sure. Committing to hiring and certifying a technician, a commitment to adher- adhering to some technical as well as business standards. All of that is is part of the, the program. You know, there's financial commitments that go along mm-hmm. with it because you're honoring the royal, honoring the brand. In a defined territory, and then there's our commitment back to the franchisee when it comes to the type of support we provide, how our marketing platform and systems work. So it's you know there's a there are a lot of details, but uh, if you were interested, uh, I would have to give you the document, have you sign and acknowledge that you accepted it, and then we'll talk in two weeks. Yeah, That's how that, yeah, yeah. that goes. And by the way, that would be Chuck would talk to you in two weeks. Chuck Lennon uh, drives our, he's our executive vice president of franchise development, and he drives all the engagement with his team when it comes to uh, franchise development, you know, uh, recruitment and onboarding of the brand new franchisee.
0: Cool. Cool. In fact, I had a, I had a chance a couple of years back at a DattoCon to uh, meet with Chuck and uh, Andy Hackett, who's, you know, up yes. in the Northeast and a um, couple of just great guys and had a lot of, a lot of fun, yes. just talking shop and business experience. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. You get a, you get a flavor of the passion and enthusiasm when you talk to the Hacketts, for example, okay. you know, of getting yourself ready, you know, and that, so there's, a lot. You got to remember, we're in, we're in the franchise world, we're in the managed service world, but we're also in the startup world as well. So we'll mm-hmm. do 40 new businesses a year, helping them start everything from articles of incorporation to getting a lease, to setting up bank accounts to um, getting insurance. I mean, all that stuff has to happen. Wow. Don't forget, hire a tech, get all right. the marketing going, which we assist in, but you know the owners are the owners; they're separate legal entities. So you know we we are there to support and assist and provide the framework, and yeah, you know, that's that's just part of the the it's a franchising a very interesting relationship, very long-term relationship. Yeah. Uh, to uh, that's very unique in the business world. Now I'm new to franchising, two and a half years new. So, uh, but worked in tech my whole whole career. But it's a fascinating model, and I will have to tell you. From what I've been told, I mean, it was working very well for us as a franchise, and what I do know is working very well for us as a managed service provider.
0: Absolutely, and I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, gosh, it can be lonely at the top, and one of those big challenges, you guys have eliminated that. I mean, you talked about this crazy three-month period and the way that your organization was able to support each other. I mean, just that alone uh, just speaks volumes of the value.
1: Yeah, we we created these town hall groups during the uh, during the, the the throes of everybody staying at home and we just kept the cadence going with the groups of franchisees and that helped us not only in uh, gauging what the needs were, because you if you we all know things were just kind of unfolding before our, our eyes, but it also kept Spirit spirits high, you know. Yeah. We we were all communicating, and you know, the, one of the first documents we kicked out was how to do a safe site visit. You know, sure. everything from wearing uh, wearing PPE to uh, to you know not visiting a site. At, you know, for giving two weeks before you visit, or only visiting upon when it's a, when it's a, it's essential. But sure. then we put together the marketing system for remote workforce. We put together a solutions guide. What vendors would you need? Whether it was unified communications or VPN firewall, you know all the things that we were all scrambling around to go to go set up. Our ticket counts were at all time high when it right. came to inbound, but at the same time we all wound up um, keep, keeping our ticket counts low. So that was all just uh, part of you know what we all had to go what we all had to go through over that period of time. We even I think I got one handy even wound up, I couldn't help but, um, you know, brand. Yeah, that's mask. great. You know, right. Just know that about me, folks. I'll put my logo on anything of importance, <laughs> you know, that's just how that, how that goes. So we made a point to uh, you know, support, I mean, just even lining up the supply chain was important to our right. franchisees.
0: Oh, that's great. That's, that's great. Um, you had mentioned, uh, you know, you talked from uh decision to getting into Academy. I mean, that's, that's in my mind, that's, that's, that's moving. You, you guys are, you guys are clipping along and they're, they're ready to start, start doing business. And I think that's, I mean, the model, you have so much of the, the, the technical and and legal, you know, ready to A, B, C, D lined up.
1: Now, no, we, we have a heritage. So that's, that's part of it. Right. So our, my, my group, uh, Team Logic is part of a, a group under a franchise services umbrella that includes other brands you, you may have heard of, uh, Sir Speedy, Postal yeah. Press. There's also European yeah. brand Multicut, Multicopy, and Eastnet in uh, Asia Pac, all under that same holding company or under that that uh, that corporate structure. Yeah. And that corporate structure, and by the way, the print group is. That that business unit's been around almost fifty years, and then the uh, over fifty years, and then the um, the now over fifty years since I've been here, they hit they celebrated the anniversary. Come to think of it, and wow. uh, that's part of a parent company, which is Campgrounds of America, KOA. Yeah, you probably yeah, yeah. have a few KOAs in your your area. It was a way for people to get across the country and have like a family camping experience campgrounds of america so we're part of that uh campground of america holding group uh which uh started it all the mother of all of our franchises i guess is a way to look at it so um that's a lot of years of franchise experience and just in in our group alone I think we tallied over 500 years of franchise experience. Wow! Let alone the years and years and years of uh, of 100 plus years or more of uh, IT experience under the roof. So you know, it's a quite a combination to do. But but that's in part it's the people that make us successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Most valuable asset. Wow, thank you for all that information. That's a really cool sure. deep dive into the org as a whole. And um, I, I was just thinking we have, we have a Sir Speedy in town here too, as well. I bet so, you do.
1: Yeah. There's hundreds of them, hundreds of them all around. So I'm gonna shift gears
0: just a little bit. Um, sure. you, you had mentioned some of the uh, tools that you guys use inside of the organization. Um, how critical is automation
1: inside of the success of your, your
0: franchisees?
1: it's a it is a key key to profitability, that's for sure. So um, first of all, it's automation and then integration. So mm-hmm. and then the standard. so we we are our, our platform, standard. Kaseya, is our remote monitoring and management platform, sure. and then we're also high adoption rate of i t glue. And mm-hmm. then also uh, AutoTask, and so that's our yeah. kind of the core managed managed service platform that we operate on. Uh, the fact that every office ha- uses that same system gives us a lot of capability when it comes to ramp up for the new franchisees, right. but also when it comes to capacity management with labor. You know that that standard there provides us um, the ability to whether it's for skills, whether it's for cap. Capacity, or maybe it's for geographic proximity. uh, That uh, because we're all on that same platform, I can open a ticket here in Mission Viejo. That's how we say it Mission Viejo, California. Yeah. Um, And I could do a truck roll in uh, Phoenix, Arizona just by opening that ticket. And our owners have a way of uh, accounting and billing for all of that and managing the ticket flow um, across those locations then uh, automation um, is key as well. So whether that's how we do discovery to onboard the clients or how we, uh, how we use policy management in order to patch and manage and monitor, backup, antivirus, et cetera, all of that uh, key provides labor efficiency. And as we all know, um, the hardest thing in the business is finding the the good technicians. Uh, any right. technician, let alone the good technician. So right. there's always that labor challenge. So if you can get better productivity out of your out of your uh, your technician pool, then at the end of the day, you'll have what we would call higher net owners comp. And I would say, from a maturity standpoint, when we benchmark our owners against uh, other industry benchmark data that's out there. Well uh, we tend to outperform based on the the measurement of operational maturity. So a less mature franchise in our network might be more more uh, profitable than their industry counterpart, for example. Right. So that's just what our the information shows to us. That makes sense.
0: So wh- what do you guys envision um, for the future of of Team Logic IT? I know that's a Really broad question, you know, even if we, we parse that down, we've, we've dealt through um, some really, really unexpected strange times. I mean, ha, how has that affected even maybe the, uh, the outlook and approach of, of the business in the next two to five years?
1: Well, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I always say from an outlook standpoint, I, I'll call it cautiously optimistic. Sure. About our growth, we have touch wood, touch wood, been able <laughs> to not stay on the growth trajectory that we thought we would be on, but we are on a growth trajectory nonetheless. Uh, we've been identified as a uh, recession-proof business, yeah. So uh, that's been good for the demand for opening up new new locations, uh, and when I look at our from a financials perspective, I, you know, uh, full disclosure, I'm a CPA, so I'm a numbers guy yeah. at heart, you know, is that, uh, you know, our growth rate has remained strong by most standards, even though it might be off uh, from where, from our, our plans. So, right. so we're still continuing to grow. We saw a good customer tr- retention through all of this and more than half of our revenue is uh, subscription-based monthly recurring revenue. So all that revenue is pretty well protected as right. a, as a whole. So all all of that, um, you know, that's just sort of the blocking and tackling. I wish I had a, a, a real crystal ball. I have a little, you know, this is one of those times in the world where you've always wanted a crystal ball and you right. kind of sort of have one, you can see, you know, whether it's nation by nation, you know, what's going on in Europe or in Asia and look what's going on in the U S or we could even look at what's going on in certain, uh, in certain either counties, cities, or it might be states, what's going on to see how, how, you know, how are companies or how are businesses going back to work? Uh, Yeah. We recognize that not every business will go back the same and not every office is going to go back to work the same. We have doors on our offices. If we had all cubicles, we'd probably be needing to work in shifts or, you know, have to rearrange things. So, you know, that I think that there's, that's just the reality that we, that we have to have to face. So, you know, for our franchisees, we put together a back to work guide where they could tailor it to help them figure out how to bring their employees back safely and how to execute marketing programs and sales tactics under the new, the, this new normal on all. When it comes to, you know, opportunity for our network, just near near term, and hey, you know, I've been in tech long enough to know that 18 months is a good long time, and everything will be different, right? <laughs> that's that's, that's true. The, the world we live in, and uh, it's even gotten shorter. You know, you would say, you know, looking at our cybersecurity initiatives, that seemed like a nine-month window, sure. and with work from home, that seemed like a nine-week window, <laughs> you know, how quickly, yeah. you know, cloud adoption increased, how quickly uh, people decided to keep employees at home and we had to rethink security strategies right. or uh, right. adoption of unified communication, cloud-based phone systems. And we also see the opportunity for co-managed IT. So be mm-hmm. our national footprint lends itself and our standards lends itself to aiding those larger, you know, the, the larger corporations that have IT function, IT staff a little out of our, uh, a little out of what we would normally say our sweet spot, but you when we're managing over 60,000 devices, you know, across wow. the nation, right? That's a big IT shop all in itself. Oh, so yeah. when you look at numbers like that and the platform we have, and you go into a company that maybe has, you know, the two to 50 IT personnel, and they can't physically get to the locations, or they mm-hmm. don't have all the skills on their bench, they don't have the standards in place, and right. they certainly don't have the awesome rmm or ticketing or documentation system that we have we look pretty good to that so we're, yeah. we're starting to see more and more of those opportunities so that's why you know again i'm optimistic but i'd say so with caution ryan who knows what's right around the corner
0: very true I under mean, to, under
1: these times right right
0: agreed agreed i from all things considered the future sounds bright my friend future sounds bright. yes
1: Where's my sunglasses, I gotta get them on.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, for those of you listening, I, to give you guys context of time frame here, this is a Friday afternoon. I have two more questions for you. And sure. again, respecting that it's Friday afternoon for you. So again, thanks again for, for just your time. Um,
1: I got um, a classroom goodness. of uni candidates waiting for me to review their business plan. So uh, I'm eager to get to it, but have ample time for you today. Cool, cool, awesome.
0: So um, where can individuals interested in learning more about Team Logic IT, where should they go to get information? Where specifically
1: should they be looking to contact you? Well, thanks for that ask. So um, the best thing to do would be to visit TeamLogicIT.com okay. and you'll see uh, high to the right, if I remember correctly, uh, a little blue button that says uh, franchise is available. Click cool. on that link and it'll get you started for that process. It's that simple. Awesome. Very simple.
0: And uh, this, is, this is one I ask everyone, my, my final question. And so I'm certainly going to tee it up to you. Dan, if you were able to see yourself, talk to yourself 20, 30 years ago as a younger Dan, what advice would you impart upon yourself? knowing what you well, know right yeah. now?
1: You know, it's, it's kind of a funny question because I got one of those. Um, I've got, I got a couple of uh, fine young men that, that they were boys and now they're men. And one yeah. in particular, my youngest son's in the IT industry. He runs marketing for a startup called Itopia. Oh, yeah. Miami, uh, in Miami, in the cloud services space, right? So I get to give him all kinds of advice <laughs> all, the, all the time. Usually it, it goes something like, don't forget to get options everywhere you go, young man. And, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes because he's doing things that I would have done as you wear so many different hats when you start start right. a company. It's, sometimes it's the, the tactics, sometimes it's the strategies. But, you know, in sincerity, the one, one piece of advice I would take from my dad, you know, and he passed hmm. it along to me, which is always understand and always ask why. You know, why are we doing hmm. what are we doing? You know, why are we doing, why are we doing this? What is the purpose? What's your purpose? You know, yeah. so when you're starting off um, whether it's your managed services business or whether you're starting off on any other business venture or, you know, even a new hobby, you know, find out or a task at work, you know, a role or a responsibility. Well, why am I, what, what's expected? Why am I doing this? So if you always ask the why, you know, the how will come. Yeah. So that would be my, my advice from uh, rest in peace from, yeah, you know, my my dad.
0: Well, that's awesome, Dan. I, I appreciate that insight and obviously uh uh brilliant advice. I mean, to the point books have been written on it and businesses structured around sure. it. That's that's awesome. That is that is incredible. Yeah, and
1: he, he wasn't quite around before the printing press, but you yeah. know, he's he just probably learned it from his dad too.
0: We'll call it experience.
1: That's yeah, you learn that over time. Comes with that's the gray awesome. hairs. That's awesome. All right.
0: Dan, thanks again for being with us today. I appreciate your time. And I
1: I really enjoyed
0: this conversation. Thanks again.
1: I did too. Big virtual handshake to you out there, (laughs) elbows and all. Uh, You bet, sir. (laughs) Thank you.